Hi, welcome to the Parenting Bridge podcast. I'm Dr. Michelle Alden, a licensed professional counselor, parent coach, and family therapist. And I'm here to help you to build a bridge to your best family possible. So a long time ago, um, now it's been a long time anyway, I used I worked in what was considered an at-risk um, community for youth, and I was part of community justice, and I developed programs that were considered preventative. And um, in fact, our tagline was life-changing options for kids. So um, we I designed this this nonprofit basically to give kids opportunities to have role models um, along with positive activities to produce life changes. So it was like. Um, it was all the things like we we can do, like you actually can do these things. We can teach you how to do these things. So during that same time when I was a part of that, um, the Search Institute had a project going on called the 40 Assets. And I don't hear much about it anymore, but it's, you can still look it up and see a lot of really positive things. And so these positive supports that build resiliency. question at the time in the research was, why are some kids so resilient when really bad things happen? Well, others struggle to survive day to day, even if things aren't really that bad. The findings also helped us to identify supports that kids need to be successful and to be able to overcome challenges. So they broke their results into several categories. And some of the research and work that was done was extremely foundational to the programs that I was developing and, and extremely foundational to the Healthy Foundation's family program as well. So the results indicated that so half of the assets or supports that resiliency are focused on on inward, so they're internal assets. Um, and they were focused on relationships and opportunities that are needed in families, schools, and communities. And the other remaining assets were focused, sorry, those were the external ones, the family, school, environment, those were the external assets that are needed. And then the other assets focused on the individual social and emotional strengths, um, values and commitments were considered part of that. Um, and, and so then they took kind of all of those, like, so there was 40 different assets, 20 of them external, 20 internal assets that are part of what kids need to be resilient. And then they came up with few keys of what those are. So young people need really clear rules consistent consequences for breaking rules, and encouragement to do their best. And then they said that young people need opportunities outside of school to learn and develop new skills and interests with other youth and adults, and a sense of importance of learning and belief in their own abilities. So, you know, that's, that's part of it. They need, they need some, they need those opportunities. Young people need to develop strong guiding values or principles to help them make healthy life cho choices. And young people need skills to interact effectively with others, to make difficult decisions, and to cope with new situations. Young people need to believe in their self-worth and have control of themselves and have control over what happens to them as they have control of themselves. If, if you have a young person that um, is telling you, like, you, you know, that their self-worth is really important, but they have out-of-control behaviors... Um, then we have to go back to like they have to know that they can control themselves. That's part of self-worth. If you if you want to build self-worth in your child, you have to show them that they, they have to be able to control themselves and then they can have control too over what happens to them. If you're out of control, somebody else takes control. And above all, the one key factor in resiliency was that a child needs at least one stable and committed relationship with a supportive parent, caregiver, or other adult. 
And that factor crossed over both the external and the internal supports or assets. So I thought that was really interesting. But then I wanted to talk about too, like, you know, so as a family, how do we build those assets? How do we have those? So here's here's the top ones that you do as a family to build those assets, and they cover both the external and the internal. Number one is to plan time together as a family. So have having family time together, playing family games, having family reading, um, really, really important, especially even, you know, even if it's just once a day that you have this time where you connect. And dinner time may not, I mean, I, I think it's really important to sit down together at dinner, but just realize that people may still be disengaged, right? Like everyone can sit there you're not getting any answers when you're asking questions, you know, things like that. So make sure that you have something where you engage as a family. And and sometimes that is reading together. Sometimes that's playing a game, you know, and maybe going for a walk or, you know, something. So um, and then keeping basic routines. Um, and if you're in the program, then you you know this. Right. So it's I didn't just make this up to make your life harder. Right. Like having a basic basic routines and structure and schedule is the thing that builds resiliency. Because remember how it feels when you think about you don't know, you never can tell what's going to happen next. If that makes you feel unsettled as an adult about big world things, for our kids, like your family is their world. And when they don't know what's going to happen next from day to day, it causes anxiety. So keeping those basic routines um, in that structure. Um, This is the third one, clear and concise communication. And we also have to teach our kids this. So, um, you know, for example, and this starts when they're really young. I was working with a family and they have a little toddler and he's, um, he's, he just will point at things or grunt at things or, you know, or, or yell about things. Right. But as, as the parents are learning to give clear communication, the toddler is learning it too. So he can say, I, I want or I need or, you know, down, please, or, um, you know, more milk, please, or whatever it is. So as as soon as they can start to understand, like, we have to also teach them to speak that way, too. Um, kids can say what they need or want. You know, I was also working with a, a family where the one child was angry at the other child because they took their glass of water. And and they, she kept saying, but you took my glass. You took my glass. And and I said, what is it you want? And she said, and, and she said, I don't know what I want. And I said, well, you can say, she goes, I'm just really frustrated that she took my glass. And I said, then that's perfectly fine. You can say, I'm frustrated that you took my glass of water instead of getting your own. And then if you have something for that situation, it's like, um, then you can request that. But to just say over and over that, you took my glass, you took my glass, isn't really communicating what's going on. So just helping our kids to say what's going on. Like she, you know, you want to acknowledge that this is what happened to you. And then, you know, what do you need from that? You do, do um, are you going to, do you want that glass back now that she's drank from it? Or do you want a different glass of water? Um, do you have the power and authority to request that she get you a different glass of water? I don't think so. Probably not. So you're going to have to, you know, move on from it, you know, so it's just part of building resiliency is teaching our kids how to communicate like that. Um, Nurture relationships um, with other families, with each other, within your family. And this part of this is really, you know, adults, like you got to really watch how you talk about other people in front of your kids, especially 
I mean, I, I have parents tell me all the time the things that right in front of the kids, like, well, their teacher did this or, or their counselor said this or, you know, um, or their, you know, their talk about family members, you know, their grandparent or, or, or an, an uncle or an aunt and, and you're destroying some family relationships there and you're destroying some, some natural trust that a child would have in other adults around them when you as an adult are tearing down the people around you. So even if you don't agree with the teacher, this is not, your child is not the person to share that with. It's like you, you need to deal with that in your adult relationships and not with your kids because you want your kids to, to respect other adults and to, and to listen and they will respect you more and how you treat other people. Um, taking care of your health, um, making sure that you model that and, and just remembering that and this is a huge piece of building resiliency in your family. You are the role model. It's, you, it's not okay to, you know, be telling your kids, you know, not to cuss and then be cussing up a storm, you know, yourself. It's like, um, you know, what's, what's, you, you got to model that, right? You got to model in your family, especially in your family times, what you want that to, that to be like with your friends. You know, if that, if that's how you want to be, you know, that's, that's really up to you. But you just got to realize that you've got eyes on you and you've got people watching you and you're showing them the way. Um, and then your family belief systems, like really knowing what those are and helping your kids to know what those are. Yes, it's fine to open up, you know, like lots of belief systems and talk about, you know, lots of people's different viewpoints and things like that. I think that's totally great and and good and and as kids are ready for that you know I think that those are great discussions and learning times and all of that I don't want you to think that I'm saying that you just have to be narrow but I think that it's also just as important for your kids to know what you believe and what your what your faith values are and what your values are what your moral values are even though they may choose different ways they they need to know what what mom and dad believe about things. And even if mom and dad don't agree, I think it's still really important that they know that this is this is what dad believes and this is what he's doing. So that may take some work on your part to figure out what those are for you. Um, but I think it's an important piece of, of building resiliency in your family. I think it's good for kids to know that when I go back home, like this is what it's going to be like, you know, even as they're adults. Um, and then just helping them to problem solve is huge. Um, we need to be problem solvers. And so we have a bunch of kids that, that at least I, the people that I talk to and work with that are not good problem solvers. And so we have to help them with that. Those are skills that have to be built and we can't do it all in one day or in one moment. And when they're really upset, they're not going to be good problem solvers. So just know that that's a skill that we have to work on. And so then I'm thinking, you know, well, why does it matter? Does it really matter how we tackle or accept problems? And I think, yes, it does. Because how we move through hard things protects you and those around you. How, how, let me say that again. How we as adults move through hard things protects you and those around you. So I think even just about like COVID, you know, yeah, it was really, really hard. And a lot of people had to really pivot. And I mean, almost everybody in some way was affected and had to pivot. How we handled that is really important to how our kids are going to see us handle crisis, right? But and so the the people that were able to like regroup and say, okay, you know this this sucks and this is how it is right now, but here's what we're going to do. Here's how our family's going to handle it, and that's what I was encouraging families to do at that time. 
But then as you look back and talk about it, if you stay stuck in the fact that like COVID was really hard and it ruined our lives and you just stay stuck there. And I hear this all the time from parents in front of their kids, you know, that, that COVID ruined their lives, like not, not talking about the health part of it, but the fact that, you know, things were shut down the way school was, you know, all the bad things that happened, like kids are behind in school, you know, all these things that get blamed, you know, because of COVID, which I'm not saying it wasn't, but how we handle that and move through it now, like, it, we're, okay, so, so, but it happened and that's what we did. Now, what are we going to do? Like, how do we catch, how do we catch up? We can't just stay stuck in that it ruined our lives. And now we're just, we're not resilient. We're not going to be able to move through it. So I think it really matters a lot how you see that. It doesn't mean that we're ignoring it or saying that it didn't have an effect. It's just, what are we going to do about it? And how do we, how do we move forward? The reason why it matters is because the ability to engage with a challenge, a risk, or an obstacle and come out the other side with success is critical in how you will grow and develop as a person and how those around you are going to grow and develop. And I, that is the most important part, I think, as a parent, like how you engage with challenges and risks and obstacles is critical and not only in how you're going to grow and develop as a person, but how your kids will grow and develop. And and understanding that if, if you've had, you know, trauma and things like that, you know, if you're in your kid, in your family, or your kids have come from hard places that, that they already have a foundation that that's going to have some places that have to go back and be fixed. So to just expect them to be resilient because you're modeling that right now is is also like it's a skill building thing. So it's not it's overlapping, you know, it's not it's not just traits, right? Some of it's nurtured, having a strong stable foundation, um seeing it modeled, you know, how we face hard things, do we have a fit when something doesn't go our way, how we handle our disappointments, how we handle embarrassment, fears, loneliness, sadness, all of that, you know, what we were taught and how we want to do that differently for our kids, how we want to model that for our kids. And this is the foundation. I want you to just leave you with this, the foundation of who you are. Um, I really believe that you're a child of God. He's the father of your spirit. And the whole intent of the gospel plan is that you can reach your full potential. You're of great worth. And no matter how resilient you are or not, or how much you feel like a failure or, or great success, um, your worth doesn't change. And not everyone that goes through hard stuff or faces challenges or crisis actually comes out okay. And I think it's important to realize that. And and our kids that have gone through hard things, they're they're not okay, but they don't have to stay stuck there. And others, you know, young people, some people are faced with incredible hardships and they and pain and challenges and they rise up to it and they meet those. And that doesn't make them a better person than than the ones that are struggling is some sometimes part of being resilient is knowing how to get the help and learn the skills that you need to overcome. And when bad things happen around us, we get to choose how we're going to respond. We get to take responsibility for how we react, even in the face of challenges. And that brings us peace and power, actually, so that we don't have this feeling like everything's been acted upon us and that we're we're just kind of victims. Like we get to choose. So I believe no matter what trials we face, what challenges we've gone through or we'll encounter, we have that that power. We can get that help that we need. And sometimes we have to realize that um, we might need extra help. And I think a key of that is if you're feeling very isolated and alone, that 
you really need support to make it through. And resilient people never get there on their own. They're ne- it's not a lone ranger thing. It's they they need people. We have the ability to bend and not break, to bounce back and adapt, but we're never meant to go at it alone. Um, we're told actually to bear one another's burdens, and we need each other. And I think developing those relationships, which came out over and over in the relationship in the research, was that we need those relationships, and that we have to we need people in our lives to share our burdens with, so that we can help others. Um, and we have to be resilient enough to get connected, right? So building strong connections and strong relationships is really, really important, not only for you, but for your kids. And and they may not have the ability at this point. Most of the kids I work with don't have really great relationships with people around them, not even with their family, right? And so we have to work on that. But you as a parent also have to model that, you know, what what is a healthy relationship and, and how to build those and, and how to stay connected. And again, like really watch what you say about the people that are in your life because your kids are hearing that and it diminishes the value of other people and we want to we know that from the research that people that have a lot of resiliency also have put a lot of value in the in people and in themselves so those are my thoughts about resiliency today and if you have any questions please leave them in the comments feel free to share this information and um and go to our youtube channel and subscribe or listen to our podcast and get more help So talk to you later. Thanks for listening to The Parenting Bridge. Do you want to learn more about building a bridge to better behaviors? Pick up a copy of Dr. Michelle Alden's new book, Parenting Emotionally Distressed Kids. Or for more resources, you can click on the link for Healthy Foundations. If you would like to leave a comment or a question for Dr. Alden, there's a link in the notes. We'll see you next time. And remember, things can always get better.